Double Dip. With Will and Jody. So let her rip. With Maple Dip. Thank you for joining us for episode 12 of the Maple Dips podcast, and we're glad to be back with you, and we're sorry for the big gap since last episode. We know everybody's been busy in the summer, so we took a little extended vacation. Has nothing to do with the fact that Jody and I are are procrastinators (laughs) and uh, poor organizers, and if you tell our wives, uh, we will, I don't know what we'll do. But anyways, thanks for joining us. I'm Will, and I'm here with Jody. Jody, how you doing? Good, Will, you? Hey, everybody, how you doing? So we're getting to the end of, of the summer here. The kids will be back at school oh, soon. Oh, man, I know. I know. doesn't but feel some... so much different to us working folks, but you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> Better nights for sleeping. Okay, so Jody, I'm going to ask you, I know you've been busy. I've been busy with boring stuff. You've been doing more exciting stuff. What have you been up to since we uh, last chatted? Probably about a month ago. Uh, rack your brain as to all the all the stuff that's been going on. Uh, last month, a week ago, I was able to be over in Bath, Ontario, near Kingston at the McKinnon Brothers Brewery annual Back to the Farm Beer Festival. I think this is their fifth or sixth in a row now or something. They missed one because of COVID, but they had a small version last year. This year, it was all hands on deck again, full size. They're locked in with KROQ Radio, K-Rock out of Kingston. Uh, promoters there get them some great bands. So this year, the uh, headliners were the Strumbellas. Yeah, this sounds amazing. Like, they have this big stage built there now, permanent. Eight or 9,000 people come through. It's just a one-day festival. Starts at 10. It's done at 11 p.m. Bands, music, food, beer, games. It was awesome. So we uh, were lucky enough, a group of us take our uh, campers over there, set up shop right across the street, and go and enjoy a day of beer festival. That was really good. And then just a couple weeks before that, I turned 50, finally. So. That's right. And you know what? I know it's a while ago, but tell me about uh, your birthday bash. Um, I couldn't make it, unfortunately, but we're, so we're going to celebrate soon. But what was the theme? And, and I think the theme was a surprise to you, wasn't it? Yeah, I had no idea of the theme. I knew what day I had to book off on my calendar to make sure I was available. And uh, for anyone that's seen the movie Step Brothers, that was our theme. <laughs> Boats and Hose and World... <laughs> prestige worldwide the catalina wine mixer it was a whole whole theme so for those listeners who haven't seen the movie Step Brothers, go watch it that was my birthday and it was awesome too and if you haven't seen the movie Step Brothers, what is wrong with you what is wrong with you well brennan you certainly have had a lot of jobs i'm a bit of a spark plug and a human resources lady oh, oh you know think... it, it's actually it's pam i'm sorry well pan no my name is pam are you saying pan or pam I'm saying Pam. Yeah, I'm sorry. Who is this gentleman sitting behind you? Hello, Ms. Lady. Such a great film, you know. Yeah. Um, good duo with movies. Don't necessarily see that uh, Holmes and Watson one they did. That was pretty awful. No. But, uh, yeah. That's a good scene for a birthday. And, you know. Uh, now, did you take your new, um, newly renovated trailer to this uh, event? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it towed well. For those who don't know me, I have a big truck. I have a big Super Duty with a big 7.3 liter engine in it. So all of you Prius lovers and tree huggers, don't listen to the following. I built myself a nice big heavy mini home, if you will, a tiny home or whatever camper and taking that across there. Everyone knows what liters per hundred kilometers. That's Canadian, how they gauge fuel mileage. Well, Prius is about six or seven liters per hundred kilometers. A big diesel truck is only about 10 or 12 
but my big gas guzzler got up to 33 liters per hundred kilometers. Woo! I was burning enough energy to power a small city. It got my rig there and it got my rig home and it wasn't about counting calories. It was just about getting there and having fun. What have you been up to? Well, I guess I have been up to much just doing stuff around the house. I've got my office here slash podcast studio almost ready to go. It's been a nice hot summer. My grass is still a little bit yellow and green, but fall is on the way. Now, here's here's a good follow-up question. Well, we were talking about baseball, and of course, you went to the Jays game yesterday. Yep. When we get into fall, you're going to either be pro or con, because I find that there's no middle ground. It's This is a very polarizing thing. Okay. Okay, so here we go. We haven't talked about this. Pumpkin spice, yay or nay? Nay. Okay, okay. All day long, nay. We have a, a very strong pumpkin spice hater uh mr buck is out there listening and i do torture him <laughs> come pumpkin spice time with some of the uh pumpkin spice options i think there was a pumpkin spice at craft dinner one time <laughs> and oh. some other stuff are you a yay or nay with it will you know i'm a yay for the coffee i like the coffee from starbucks because they have a, a pumpkin spice cream cold brew i like the cold brew coffee and i find the pumpkin spice the pumpkin one isn't bad it's not too overwhelming. I'm not sure if I want like, you know, everything pumpkin spice. Like I don't want a pumpkin spice hamburger or pumpkin spice pizza. And help me understand, help me and the listeners understand, because you might know, how come the flavor of fall is pumpkin spice? Like I know that's the time of year that the pumpkins ripen and squash and legumes and all that stuff. But what else, what other flavors of fall? Like how come, I don't know why it's that one. There's a lot of flavors of fall. Well, and I think maybe it was the only real somewhat appealing fall flavor because yeah i mean you know squash uh, latte would not be good what do you've got like a cornucopia latte with a whole bunch of like gourds in it i don't think that's going to taste good but let's look at orchards like isn't this apple cider type of season like warm you can get a hot apple cider and you know if you like that go to town we always talk about beer we always open up a beer and stuff how do you feel about pumpkin ales this is where i get hypocritical now again for the listeners who can't see i got a big wall behind me of uh beer cans and bottles I've tried two. They were just for the reason of being able to taste them so the empty can make it onto my wall of fame. Right. The one was, I don't know how the one they got a decent, mellow, yet authentic pumpkin flavor into it. I don't know how they did it, but it was good. Like They got one of those little pumpkins. Yeah, they, how they got it through the neck of the bottle, I don't know, but they did. Would I sit down and drink three or four? No. Am I glad I tried that one? Yes. Then I did try, there was a different one, very artificial. Like it must have just been a an extracted pumpkin syrup or something they squeeze into it. Uh, so Yeah, that's no good. I've tried a few. There's one brewery in Toronto, Great Lakes Brewery. They've got a good pumpkin ale. That one I really like. I'm going to try that one again this year. Lake of Bays Brewery up near you has one. that I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to make sure that you've got some when you come down to visit. It's actually pretty good. And I find really? that the ones that, you know, sort of like the sours, if you, if you just go all in and it's just totally sour and totally fruity, then it's not even a beer, but I find the ones that are subtle are good. So... Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a little pumpkin ale taste test over the next couple of weeks, and then we'll report back just heading into fall. Okay. I'll give you a little bit of a feedback and, and my recommendations, let you know. So there's a few other ones I want to try. There's one that uh, Flying Monkey does. There's another. There's whole tons of them. Most of the microbrews are grabbing the bull by the horns this time of year and thinking, well, Starbies does it and all my neighboring beer companies do it. So everyone's putting out their version, I guess, eh? more and more. Um, did you have a, a beer tonight? You have one ready to go? Oh, buddy, yeah. Well, I was at a beer festival. From the McKinnon Brothers, I brought a, because the owners uh, are friends of one of the friends that take us there, we go over with a few flats of whatever local breweries we have. 
and it's a bit of a peace offering. Thank you for letting us camp. And then in turn, so we give them that. They hook us up, but we also end up, we buy a fair bit because there's nine or 10 of us that go. This is a new one, actually. I think this is only a year old from McKinnon Brothers. It's called Harvest Ale. It is 5%. And because, you know, again, we're leaning into the fall. It's the harvest season. I had a few of these at, I'll bet you at did. the festival. And I'm going to drink this one tonight. Now, I didn't see many photos from the festival. Is that that you're perhaps um, a little bit too into the festival to take photos? What happened there? No, I behaved myself. Like, I did have some fun. Plenty cans of fun. Okay. Pretty well behaved. I was very full. Like, mm. I go for the beer because I love my beer. But yeah. uh, the food is amazing. Like I excuse my ignorance on ancestries, but I think it was like an East because it, it's all food truck or catering setups. It's not like restaurants. Some East Indian fare. We had some great hummus or hummus oh. and and falafel and some brisket. Oh my goodness. Mm. Uh, we don't walk up to one person and sit down and have a whole meal. We buy little packs of flavorful food from that person, that yeah. person, that it's person. Like that a person. And then we test, sit down taste pick, testing. Yeah. Kind of too. Lots of food. Um, Because that is my passion of the two. I'm working on that, by the way, starting to lose a bit of weight, getting smart. It's a long day. It was super hot that day, too. So you didn't want to just get into it too quick or else. Oh, boy. I'm going to crack this harvest. Okay, crack that one open. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, I like the sound. There we go. Yeah. Just as good as a couple weeks ago. Okay, uh, good. It's not crazy dark, but it's not crazy light. This is one where I could, like on a sunny afternoon with my legs hanging in the pool, I could have a few of these and not feel full and bloated. Well, today um, I did have a beer earlier. Not that I can have, can't have more than one. I actually have a Muskoka Springs Maple Cream Ale. Now, this is non-alcoholic. Uh, not saying that I couldn't have another beer, but you know what? These boys are quite tasty. That's good stuff. And you and I know where the uh, where they make these, right in Gravenhurst, uh, area right. I'm pretty familiar with. And I saw these at the uh, local uh, Loblaws or Zahairs, and I said, you know what? I'm going to have one of those. And damn, they're good. I'm going to have a little squick. Mm. And for those of you that don't drink, try one. Muskoka Springs Maple Cream Ale. Refreshing. And you can still drive home. Don't buy the Coke. Don't buy the Pepsi. You know, there's too much of that stuff. out. I saw the grocery store, they have Disney Dream flavored Coke. What the hell does Disney Dream taste like? I don't think I want to know. I don't want to explore that too far. You know who's really going crazy in the in the soda or pop, depending on what side of the board you're on? Mountain Dew is going off the rails with the number of flavors. I follow a couple of mixologists on social media. They mix up these great little drinks. And what it is, is usually uh, viewers can right in saying, hey, if you try sort of a butterscotch vodka with Mountain Dew heavy breeze or like I'll take a shot in the dark, there's 20 or 30 flavors of Mountain Dew and it's disturbing different colors. And I'm thinking, what, where are you getting your your, your source from? Where, how do you decide on that flavor? Just like mm. what you just said there, Disney Dream? I thought about getting one just to try and see what it tastes like, but I'm like, does it taste like gum on the, on the seat of the ride or does it taste like stale popcorn or does it taste guarantee like- it's going to taste like diabetes <laughs> yeah, exactly. because they're all well, that- so heavily glucosed and syruped and sugared and but you got to watch how much pop you drink man because it's crazy the amount of sugar in it exactly and i rarely drink pop like this is a treat for me and that's why i you know I, i'm having it instead of a beer but uh, it's crazy when you look like if you had those mixed drinks with mountain dew i would just have have gut rot from all the sugar you know one thing that bugs me about pop because it's these pop companies now, they all own the rights and do the bottling for most of the water. How come pop's 99 cents and a bottle of water's three bucks? I hate that. Now, Jody, I was asking you, and I know we've been busy, to check out a video on YouTube. It's called Too Many Cooks. 
So I'm going to ask Jody to watch this video before our next episode. It's hard to describe what this is, and maybe it's my kind of weird sense of humor. I'm going to try to get Jody to watch it. I may have to go up there and force him to watch it. But um, How long a video is it? I think it's only like 10 minutes, 8, 10 minutes. I'll have it watched before the next episode. Don't give away too much, but why this one? What's the trigger? Why? I just find that it kind of captures a lot of things, like kind of making fun of sitcoms that we used to like as kids. But it's also throws in a little bit of crazy kind of uh, adult swim kind of stuff. So I don't want to okay. give it away. I think that some people in my family would be like, oh, my God, I don't find this funny. And other ones are like, oh, my gosh, this is fantastic. So it's again, it's very polarizing. You either love it or you hate it. OK. Are you going to put the link? I will put the link. Yes. OK. Yeah. Now, is this a one off video or is this a series? It's a one-off video, but there's a lot of follow-up videos on YouTube where people just talking about it going, what the hell was that? Or saying, I don't, or analyzing okay. it. Um, so it's kind of interesting. And one more question. How'd you find it? How'd you come across it? What triggered you getting this one? I think one of my kids probably sent it to me. So that's good because at least I know one of them likes it. So I, I'm always sending the kids goofy, uh, goofy things and they like them. And then I send them to the, to, uh, the wife and sometimes she likes it. And sometimes she's like, uh. hashtag good parenting. When your kids send you good content and they like some of what you like, yes. good job, Will. Good job. You know what? And that leads me into, you know, obviously we're biased. We think we have great kids. I think you have great kids. But I'm really proud of the fact that my kids have kind of developed their own musical tastes. I like that because they're not really kind of going with the norms of music. Uh, with my son, we were in the car the other day. One song we're listening to is some sort of crazy Japanese jazz from the 80s. Next okay. second song is like a 50s blues song. And then the next song is like dubstep. Like this kid has, I said to him. That's said, on his playlist? His playlist. I said, awesome. you have the most eclectic, wide variety of music I have ever heard. It's just awesome. unbelievable. But no country. Yes. You're listening to the Maple Dips Podcast with Will and Jody. Spread the word to your friends and family, and there might be a special surprise in the mail for you. We promise it won't be dog at you. We as a family, we do the Netflix thing and everything, and we just watched, oh, Trainwreck or something, whatever. The, they did a documentary on the 1999 Woodstock. Oh, yes. Okay, we watched that. So my daughter... Maddie, she not only played hockey and did all kinds of sports, but she also did competitive dance and hip hop was her strength and stuff. And she'd won lots of awards there. Not blowing my own horn here, but um, <laughs> she loves lots of the new, really heavy hip hop, the street stuff. Well, she saw the section with Limp Biscuit playing break <laughs> stuff when they had the real demolition night. Yeah. They started the fires, had some real problems. And then Fred. from there, we we sit up there and we, yeah, Fred, he's, he's getting old. Eh? Have you seen him recently? Oh, oh yeah. my. Go find him on YouTube. He's getting old. But then we start looking at some more YouTube videos. Now on her playlist, not only does she like some of the good classic 80s hip hop and stuff like It Takes Two and mm -hmm. Bust It and all that good stuff. Now she's got like, you know, Rollin' by Limp Bizkit on her playlist and stuff too. So yeah, I love it when they come with their own music, but when they also respect what we grew up on. So nice job, buddy. Nice job. You know, I really enjoyed that documentary and it was funny because they had some clips from when uh, Much Music was there. The only thing is that it was so American-centric that they did not, and I understand, but they did not show the fact that the Tragically Hip actually played. So I get it if, you know, because Americans aren't going to know who they are, but I mean. Now in the film's defense, though, Tragically Hip was no drama in their set. Yeah. They were also, exactly. they were in daylight hours, right? I think when I saw them or no, I can't remember now. But anyways, there was no drama with their set. And that documentary was meant to reflect of how bad. I remember seeing on the news when, when Fred Durst played 
break stuff and the place went nuts. It made that 11 o'clock news that night or the next day. I didn't hear about any of this other stuff until this documentary. Have, no. Did you see between this one and the fire festival? Have you seen that one? Yes. Festivals. Like I know they got to make money. How greed driven until you see the ugly side of organizing a festival where they're going to cut back on security, sanitation, mm. food, water. Those are what gets cut first. And you've got, I'll spit a number at 100,000 people or something in a field that are going to go stupid because you can't service their basic needs. Come on, boys. And you don't can't blame them from that uh, Woodstock 99 where they went nuts. Because, I mean, and, and think about it in those days, too. Like, uh, probably more, it was more cash-driven society. So, you know, if you didn't have the cash on you and maybe there was an ATM that ran out of money, then you were screwed. It was not like you could tap your card or anything. So, nope. plus, you know, most of the people there were, like, early 20s. So, they probably came in with, like, 100 bucks. And then you spend 50 bucks on dinner. Well, you're kind of out of luck. And four bucks for a bottle of water, like, and then that turned into twelve on the third day. Unbelievable! So I just saw this, and obviously festivals are still going on in some form. The new trend is these people find out where the festival is going to be, and two weeks before that, they bury their booze in the ground. So before they put up like the fencing and stuff, and then they just make sure they know where it is. And then after once they're in, they're like, oh, excuse me. There were some people sitting by this tree where this guy buried his bottles. And he's like, digs up his bottles. And he's like, yep, now he's got booze in the festival. <laughs> that is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you can use your phone for GPS location to tag yeah. stuff. Wow. You could put one of those Apple Air tags in like a yes. some sort of container and then bury that. And, you know, then boom. Yeah. You know, you could awesome. we could turn this into like a whole buried treasure thing. And then, okay, well, I don't know. Whatever many uh, ideas that will come to fruition. But <laughs> Yeah. That's right. We'll figure out how to make money on it first. Then we'll, then we'll launch yeah. it. Maybe we need to figure out how to make money on this podcast. I don't want to make money on this podcast. No, that's right. We just want listeners. Want just listeners, pay pay us with your ears. Just listen. And We're not pay worried us about with other people's ears. I mean, don't cut them off. No, share it. Get them while listening to it. Show them the link. Tell them to get on it. They can. We got this is twelve episodes, dude. This is a dozen. Twelve people can actually people episodes. can bin, binge us now. They can actually yeah. binge us now. They say once you get past ten, boom, you're sailing. We'll do a. We'll do something. Uh, I think we could, we could say it now because we we don't we we'll probably forget by the time episode twenty is going to be epic. So. Yep, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. I don't know the location yet, but it's going to be amazing. We don't know. It's going to be at the top of the mountain in Jasper. I don't know. No, I need. You, to show. We'll see how it goes, but episode <laughs> thirteen, yeah, might be both of us live in the same studio. Hey, that's true. That's true. We could do that. Could that you would imagine? Be interesting. Oh my god! Hashtag two guys, one mic. Will Jody, Will Jody, and Mike, just the three of us. You know, we'll see. If we could get like an in-person guest into the studio, we would like have an actual studio. I'm working on a guest because uh, I, I do have someone. It's going to be a great segment when it happens. This yes. person is super busy. He's mm-hmm. uh, the topic he represents is very close to my heart. Well, Will's too. Good topic, yes, for sure. Something we're working on, um, his schedule. He's uh, I'll, we can. I'll drop a hint. He's a former NHL player. That's it. That's all we're going to say, listeners. We have a former NHL player going to be coming onto our podcast. Episode 13, 14, We're not sure. He's he's busy. He, we've already had talks with his people. He's uh, we're going to make sure our schedules can land together soon. But when that happens, he's a great guy. He's a survivor. 
and he's going to talk to us. So that's coming up. But but uh, but thirteen might be two guys in one studio. That would be cool. Maybe we can get the uh, wives in, and we can we can make it a. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe call them in and just if we are in the same studio, we'll just get their thoughts on. So, what do you think of your husbands every couple of weeks sitting, staring at a computer screen, looking at each other, and talking about stupid stuff? See what they say. We'll have to get them a few drinks beforehand. There might be some yes. rusty nails. Now, is his people talking to our people? Yeah, I'm people. Okay, Jody. So, you know what? I think we're going to probably wrap things up. I have one topic we'll talk about down the road. Topic that's also dear to near to my heart. Near and dear. Dear and near. Near and dear. Endearing and dear. Dear near. Hoagie sandwiches? Is that? Well, yeah, for sure. But cheese. Okay. There is such a good variety of cheese out there these days. And you know what? When I lived in Alberta, Alberta does does beef, does bison, also, but but cheese not as good. In Ontario, man, oh man, have we got some good cheese. So I'm, oh. I don't want to get into it too much, nope. but we're going to talk about cheese at some point, because why not? Who doesn't love cheese? And if you don't love cheese, then I'm sorry. You're not my friend. Why not? And I'm not talking about vegan cheese or goat cheese is okay. I like goat cheese. Some people goat don't. Cheese like goat cheese is good. Oh, like yeah. So we'll go into the match. I'm just getting excited talking about cheese, but I got to I gotta not get excited. So um, you know what? We just appreciate everybody listening. We're hoping that uh, we get some feedback again. We'd love to have you as a dip of the week. Love to have you on an episode. We've got that special guest coming up, but doesn't mean we don't want to have just our regular listeners on as a guest. That's I right. think we're probably going to get our, um, our crack researcher, uh, Julie, on as a guest uh, sometime soon because she's really really uh, excited about the podcast. I think it'd be a great way to uh, expand our horizons, get out to the, uh, the female market. I mean, really we're not, we're not not geared towards a female market. We just want people. We don't care. We just want you to listen. And you know, I like the ladies. Hello, Ms. Lady. And we're just getting back from our summer holiday. So we do apologize for that gap and uh, fall's coming. We're coming indoors. Tell your friends. Subscribe on the website, mapledips.ca. Send us an email to mapledips at bell.net. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We're on Amazon. We're on Anchor. We're on whatever you want. We just want to hear from you. And uh, again, thanks for listening. Jody, take us out. All right, everybody. If you've enjoyed this podcast, tell your friends. And if you haven't, let's just keep that our little secret. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.